Luke chapter 2 says this. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus ordered a head count of the whole Roman world. This was the first big tally when Quirinius ran the Syrian branch of the empire. And everyone had to go back to the bit of country they were born in to fill in the forms. So Joe hiked up to Nazareth, to Bethlehem, sorry, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, because this spot in the country was where King David came from. And Joe's family tree had King David up in the top branches. He went there to fill in the forms and sign the register with his fiancée, Mary, who was pretty near nine months at the time. While they were there, she gave birth to a baby boy. She wrapped him in a blankie and tucked him up in a feed trough in a back shed because the pub was full to bursting. There were some shepherds camped out in a paddock nearby, keeping an eye on their mob of sheep that night. Their eyes shot out on stalks when an angel of the Lord zapped into view, and the glory of the Lord filled the air like a thousand volts of electricity. The angel said, Stop looking like a bunch of stunned mullets. Let me give you the drum, the good oil. It's top news for the whole crew, everyone, everywhere. Today, in that little town on the hill, a rescuer has been born. He is the promised one, the King, the Lord. And here's how you'll find him. The little nipper is wrapped up in a blankie and lying in a food trough. And before you could say, well, I'll be blowed, the whole sky was filled with more angels than you could count, all singing away at the top of their lungs, if angels have lungs, that is. God is great. God is bonza. And to everyone on this planet who's on God's side, peace and goodwill. By the way, happy Christmas, which rather confused the shepherds because they had never heard of Christmas before. Suddenly the whole choir had nipped off in the blink of an eye and the shepherds said to each other, we'd better make tracks to Bethlehem, have a squiz at what's happening, check out this message from God. So a lot of them shot through to Bethlehem and they found Mary and Joe and the baby who was, sure enough, wrapped in a blankie and lying in a food trough. When they'd seen this, they told every Tom, Dick and Harry about what had happened. And everyone who heard the story was blown away by it. But Mary just made a mental note of these things and tucked them away in the corner of her heart. The shepherds went back to the paddock and their mob of sheep, excited as, and saying how awesome God was because everything was, on, was spot on just as they had been told. The shepherds were right, weren't they? God is awesome. God is amazing. I don't know what your view of God is this morning, but He's nicer than you think He is. He is amazing. And the delivery of Jesus was an outstanding and and remains an outstanding event. I have a little gift here. For my wife, actually. It's for my wife. Here you go. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Are you going to open it or are you just going to? No, you're just going to leave it. You're just going to leave it. Fine. She's going to leave it. That's fine. It doesn't matter how good God is. It doesn't matter how awesome God is, how generous He is, how outstanding He is, how miraculous He is, how extravagant He is, how mind-blowing the gift of God is if we don't receive it and if we don't open it. I can give Jan a gift. But what's the point if she doesn't open it? What is the point of receiving a gift that we don't open? A gift that we just sit on the seat beside us or whatever and sits there and looks nice. You know, if I was brutally honest this morning, I would say if I went out and bought an extravagant gift for my wife, which that is not, but if I went out and bought an extravagant gift for my wife and she didn't open it, if she just left it sitting there on the seat beside her, I would be a little bit ticked because I would have put all this effort in, I would have put all this thought in, I would have gone totally out of my way to present this extravagant, life-changing gift to her and then she never would or would never receive the benefit of it because she never opened it. Now, God's not miffed, nor is He ticked off, but that's what many do with the gift of God. The gift has been given. That's what Christmas is all about. The gift is given. His name is Jesus. But many don't open the gift. Many don't do anything with the gift. Many just leave it there as a, as a gift sitting on a seat, so to speak, or a mantelpiece item, but never do anything with the gift that's been given. Can I ask you a question this morning? What are you doing with the gift of Jesus Christ? I'm really, really hoping that the answer isn't, well, I come to church at Christmas and I come to church at Easter because that's not good use or good recognition of the gift that He's given. The gift that He's given to us is an astounding gift. His name is Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. The gift of God to humanity. The plan of God being outworked. Starting in a feed trough. Wrapped in a blankie. Growing to be a man where eventually his life would be sacrificed. So that we can be connected with God. And live connected with God. If you're doing nothing of significance with the gift of Jesus. This morning, can I graciously ask you to reconsider? Reconsider the worth of the gift of Jesus Christ. Reconsider what you're doing with the gift. Is it simply wrapped up, held in your hand, doing nothing or have you taken the gift with a grateful heart and allowing that gift to be everything 
He is supposed to be in your world. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. Jesus is the most incredible gift that this world has ever received. Jesus is the most awesome gift that you will ever receive. And my encouragement to us is let's make sure that we're engaging with Him. Let's make sure that it's not a religious title to be a Christian. It's not a religious act to go, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, or even celebrate Christmas. But to absolutely, authentically embrace who He is and why He came. That's what the word salvation is all about. You know, in church life, we use words like salvation, which literally means I was rescued and I was reconnected with God. And now I'm doing my life journey with Him. In other words, I'm making the most of the purpose of the gift of Christmas. He's taken me off the naughty list because that's where I should be. There's nothing I can do in myself, nothing to get off the naughty list because I've made a mess of things, as have you. But Jesus says, here's the gift. You believe in me, you confess that I am Lord, that the Father raised me on the third day. And he says, I remove you from the naughty list. I place you on the nice list, so to speak. And this is my gift to you. Not only do you receive eternal life, not only do you get to to, to live in the presence of God forever, but you get to live this life with hope. You get to live your best life in this life, the life that you were designed to live. Maybe not an easy life, maybe not a life without dramas, but you get to live a life that's closely connected with Jesus. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I want to pray for you this Christmas. Bless you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for the gift of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you came. And I thank you for the invitation you've given us all to walk with you, to do life with you. I thank you that you are so much nicer than many portray you to be. When I stop and wonder of your plans, Father, and why you did this, I'm really left speechless. But with such gratitude and hope and confidence that my future is in your hands, that our future is in your hands. And Lord, I ask that you would help every one of us do something with the gift that you are. That you wouldn't be a name that we think of once or twice a year or even once or twice a week. But that we would be closely engaged in living this life with you. I thank you that you are the gift none of us deserved. And this morning, Lord, I bless every person in this room. I bless every person with the knowledge of who you are, a revelation of who you are. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would 
carry even one of these words and plant it in the heart of every person and that would grow into a tree of incredible revelation of who you are. Father, I bless every person in this room with great health this Christmas, with safety this Christmas. Lord, may relationships flourish this Christmas. And as we keep our eye affixed on you, Lord, I ask for an overwhelming sense of your goodness and your grace and your mercy, your kindness, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a wonderful day.